What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Non-Refungible Podcast. I am Nate Digital. Today, we got Crypto Crier, Yabba the Goblin Deluxe, and no producer <laughs> FUD today. And today's guest is someone that is going to save us all. <laughs> well, maybe not the markets, but uh, at least they'll have a nice spot for us to hang out in the metaverse. Representing the Exclusible crew, we have Tebow. What's up, man? How's it going? Hello, how are you doing? Yo, yo, exclusive in the house. So I feel exclusive, exclusive. on this. I, I, well, exclusive, but I feel exclusive by this interview. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys for inviting me today. Yes. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. You're uh, Where are you talking to us from? What part of the world? So actually I'm French, but right now I'm not in France. I am today. I'm in Portugal. And tomorrow we'll be in Turkey. So at the moment, I'm actually traveling quite a bit. Wow. Well, wow. traveling, man, here. I love that. I, I, I just love the Web3 ethos, right? Like, we, we talk to people on the other side of the globe. Like, it, it's nothing, yeah. right? <laughs> well, it, it takes a lot, a little bit more. It took to a little coordinating. Yeah, we, we, we had to coordinate. But it, it's, that's the ethos, man. It's, a, it's worldwide, baby. And I love it. Hell yeah, we here. Uh, Tebow, man, how, how are we holding up in these markets? I know it's a little rough out there. Ooh. Yeah, look, it's not easy because <laughs> every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do, remove the flight mode of my phone, check the price of Bitcoin, and I'm thinking, shit, it's going down and down and down. At least this morning, <laughs> I was ah, it's, it's okay, it's stable. At least it's, yeah, it didn't go below $100,000 yeah. for ETH. So, of course, it's a bit... Uh, <laughs> it's a bit stressful because you every day you see your portfolio going down, but at the same time, because we are building our own uh, company and community, so we focus on build, 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 and we are thinking, no, we have to be ready for the next bull run. That's right. That's what it's about now. <laughs> it's nice to hear that I'm not the only one that wakes up and just checks prices. You know, like whether it used to be, you know, NFT floor prices, now it's like ETH ape and uh, yeah. bitcoin prices but it's always and even before you wake up it's like man I, I wonder what those prices are at and then you know you do a little take a little yeah. guess and you go check like, it yeah, we're gonna, yeah. we crushed it overnight yeah <laughs> oh one percent we're all the same yeah. we're all we all are the same well i'm so liquid I, it doesn't even matter anymore so, i mean i can't <laughs> I don't sell check. anything right now anymore. so i just like I'm, I'm not playing the the leverage short game just yet so i'm just yeah but even you know i'm just chilling but even <laughs> even the people that sold, it's like now I'm checking for the re-entry, right? It's like how yeah, low are we gonna go? Too, and, that, yeah. and when everyone says they want to buy ETH under, uh, you know, quadruple digits, triple digits, it, I don't know. I just feel like it's not gonna work out, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but yeah, Tebow, man, it's definitely a weird time to be a a founder in this in this climate, huh? Uh, I'm sure it, it can't be too easy for you guys. Yes, so we, we created the Exclusible one year ago. So now we're 27 people in the team. And we have seen different phases where, you know, it was, let's say, the NFT mania. Then after Facebook, a few months after, uh, so let's say it was one September, October last year, uh, Facebook changed its name into Meta. And suddenly Metaverse mm -hmm. became a big thing. And everyone was talking about metaverse, buying land on digital world like sandbox and decentralized. And now we're faced where crypto is going down, NFT is going down, metaverse is going down. So of course, it's not uh, easy, but we're quite lucky that, I mean, in our case, the NFT were quite uh, stable and we still have a 
community of uh, 200,000 people on Twitter, 100,000 people on Discord who follow the project uh, a lot. So it's let's say it's not so bad. When I look at other projects, I feel grateful and lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all relative, right? It's all right. relative. It's all Man, relative. A couple of things you mentioned there. You started the project a year ago. In NFT land, that's five years. <laughs> And then on top of that, you said you have a team of 27 people. That's, team, man. that's, a big that's team. not that's a joke, man. That, that's like a real company right there. That's a lot of burn, too. Man. And it shows you how much manpower is needed for some of this stuff. And it, yeah. it's almost like some founders probably don't realize yes. you know, what's actually needed. So maybe for everyone who don't know Exclusible. So um, what we do at Exclusible, we're, you can see us as a kind of uh, open sea for luxury brands. So we are NFT platform for luxury brand and we also develop metaverse projects so by luxury we mean like supercars watches fashion jewelry beauty brands uh, uh, premium alcohol so we are helping them on the concept and we helping them on the technical aspect the cr uh, creation of the nft the smart contract and also selling the nft to our community so yeah one year ago it was the very beginning right? first you have no i mean it was me and my we were three three people of course no 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 follower on twitter and no follower on discord and now it's kind of a different phase where because we we did in total 10 nft project and we we were lucky to be to to actually uh, sold out everything so we sold the 10 project between 50 seconds and uh, four days. So sometimes it was NFT of luxury brand. As an example, we did the Bugatti car. And sometimes it was digital real estate under our own name, under the responsible brand. We sold 150 villas in Sandbox and 25 islands. And now the next uh, drop, it's a 5,000 penthouse in the metaverse called uh, Spatial. Uh, so we kind of developed... Uh, an expertise where we kind of know in advance if, if it will sell out or not, simply because we try to engage a lot with the community. And when we are not sure about something, mm -hmm. the concept, you know, the brand, they have an idea and we are not sure about this crazy idea. We ask the community, well, guys, what do you think about that? Is it cool or not? And we ask them to vote. And if 80% of people say, well, it's a shitty idea, at that time we say, look, we tell them, look, <laughs> let's not do it. Because uh, if the community say shit, that means uh, <laughs> they're not going to buy. And it, it will not look uh, great for you guys. You got your, your own in-house like market research team, practically. What's yeah. the benefit of this type of space here? Yes, and also we also become kind of data scientists where now we have to, call, you know, as an example, now when you launch your NFT project, what do you do? You open a premium page. Then you have 20,000 mm -hmm. people, as an example, registered on your premium page, but you have no idea, are they going to buy or not? So I am on my Excel sheet. I know that on the previous drop, 14% <laughs> of the people who were white is actually minted, and they minted in average 1.6 NFT. So you have to think, you know, okay, what's the different phase? How many people should I whitelist? What kind of price? What kind of supply? And... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I still think the most difficult <laughs> is the first project and probably it's a bit easier. I mean, easier. I would say if, if you launch a project now, it's 10 times more difficult than, let's say, six months ago. Yeah. yeah. But as an yeah, example, yeah, we, we already made many mistakes. So at first, in terms of marketing, you have no idea what to do, right? You're on YouTube, you're with a Twitter influencer, you, 
you pay article in the media and you are on the Nasdaq tower in New York and you try many things, you're not sure what works or what doesn't work. And after a few months of experience, you know that something it's very expensive and doesn't work. Some stuff are free and actually work. So you become better and more uh, efficient. You also spend now for one year, we have been talking to the community. So you kind of know what they want, right? What is important for them in terms of yeah. utility, in terms of roadmap. So let's say you do less and less mistake and you have more and more experience and also credibility. So in a way, it's easier for us because we did already 10 drops. But if somebody starts right now, from scratch, for sure, it's uh, super difficult. Yeah, you know, I mean, and that's the beauty of having that data behind you and the ability to uh, analyze that data, you know. But I wanted, I wanted to back up real quick uh, because just to emphasize what Exclusible is, because I'm actually part of the Exclusible, Exclusible community. So, you know, there's that disclaimer. But, I mean, it, I thought it was an interesting concept because, like you said, it was a platform right that focused on digital digitizing luxury and you know i think that's something that you know a lot of people try to say they're doing you I mean you see gucci getting in on one side it, but it's hard for big brands to be able to you know bridge that gap from web 2 to web 3 um exclusible is doing that by being a platform for those companies to you know uh launch with uh or partner with to be able to launch and, and bridge that gap into web 3 I mean, I think you mentioned it before, but just to emphasize, you know, you worked with Bugatti, the Bugatti cars. You've worked with uh, Louis Monet from the watch, uh, from a watch pers watchmaker perspective. Hogan, um, which is a shoe brand. Christophe, how do you say that? Christophe. Yes. If you, Chris, it means you can't afford it, yeah. But if you yeah, can't, yeah. You can't <laughs> you can't I don't even it. want to ask the price of these. You know, and that's another question, or that's another great point because when I realize in the Discord, I mean, I I, I see that there are a lot of Europeans are are people that are. It's very heavily weighted to people that are outside of the U.S. And I wonder why that is. I mean, does it take us a while to get onto the luxury train? I mean, we're on it, but. I feel like it takes the U.S. people a little while to catch up. I mean, we're we just don't getting do Louis it as Vuitton good, right? and yeah. Gucci. Yeah. I mean, the Europeans have been in luxury for, you know, since the Middle e medieval ages, right? <laughs> yes. And actually, I'm happy because generally, I think in 99% of the case, when you launch a startup in the U.S., you have kind of a competitive advantage. You have more investors. The valuations are bigger, etc. But in this specific luxury space, if you look at the biggest luxury brand in the world, I don't know. Chanel, Louis Vuitton, Dior, all that kind of brand, Cartier, you know, they are in, in Europe and most of the time they are in France, sometimes as in, in uh, Italy, like Dolce Gabbana, or in, sometimes in Germany for the, for the car. So let's say between France, Germany and Italy, you have, uh, I guess, 70 or 80% of, of luxury brand. So it's a bit... So we have still a couple of people in New York, but let's say we have most of the team in, in, in Europe. So to sign the brand, it's an advantage to be in Europe. And because most of the founders are yeah. actually French, that's why the community at first organically, it's easier for French people. They know the brand and they're more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we recently noticed that we have more and more people, not only from the US, but also from Singapore, from Hong Kong, from uh, South Korea, from yeah. China, from Japan, whereas we didn't do any any yeah. marketing there. 
So it's uh, quite interesting to see yeah. that the community is becoming uh, more um, international. Those are those are other pockets of the world that are actually like you know relatively well off from a global pers- uh, from a GDP perspective and and spend money on luxury and know what luxury um, are, are are tend to value luxury a lot higher than than most people. So that's that's really cool to see. Asia is Asia is really big on it. You know, from what I see, they're they're really yes. Yeah, so sometimes in Asia, the challenge is it, it's a long range, but typically Hong Kong and Singapore, it's a um, place where they have a lot of money, but they also speak English. But the challenge, I think, as an example, in in Japan, I think eighty percent of the population or something like that don't speak English, and I think Korea is the same. So you need uh, in China, they don't use the same. You know, we all use uh, I don't know WhatsApp or Telegram or whatever, and in China they use WeChat. Yeah. So it's really different way to communicate and different. Uh, so it's not that easy to target this community. So we still have no idea when we see a lot of, of visits on the website. Uh, but I mean, it's good. It's good to see yeah. that it's becoming more and more global and we have more and more visibility. Okay. Okay. So, so question real quick on like some of the, the operational setup here. If I'm a big luxury brand, how do I get, I mean, how does it work when partnering yes. with Exclusible yeah. to be able to So work? first, maybe what you is know? important uh, for everyone to understand is why, I mean, why we created Exclusible. It's because I was collecting uh, a lot of NFTs, uh, some uh, uh, soccer cards on a game called, called SoRare. There's some many digital land and I have a few CryptoPunk and Cool Cats and World of Women and MeBits, etc., etc. And... It was in June, something like that, yeah, one year ago, on OpenSea, you know, you're buying, selling on OpenSea, and I was thinking, well, OpenSea is a kind of a eBay, right? You have a bit of everything. But I was thinking it yeah. doesn't make sense for luxury brand because in real life, luxury brands, they don't sell on eBay or Amazon. They sell on specific platforms for luxury brands, like Farfetch or My Teresa mm-hmm. or Net-A-Porter or this kind of, of website. So I was thinking, you know, maybe it would make sense to kind of create an open sea for luxury. Uh, but I was thinking, well, if I do that, I need a partner who has experience with luxury brand. So this is my partner, Olivier, in New York, 20 years experience with luxury brand. And I need a good CTO because at the end, it's a tech mm-hmm. tech uh, project. So my CTO is a founder of yeah, Utrust yeah. and he sold Utrust to Elrond, which is a big, big uh, blockchain project. And uh, uh, first, and I'm lucky to have my, my partner who spent 20 years working with Luxury Brand because it's a very specific way to, to approach them, to speak with them. And in a way, they almost only re- respect you if you come from the same background. So because my partner worked for Cartier and Goya <laughs> and many, many, many big brands, they trust him in a way, right? Because he used to be on the other side of the table. So. Yeah. You have to start by saying, look, I understand you're probably worried. It's something new, but I'm going to help you to approach and to understand uh, what do you want to achieve. And, and sometimes, actually, many times the vendor say, oh, look, so you are the expert. Tell us what, what you want to do for us. We say, no, no, it's the other way around. First, we have to understand what's your goal. Do you want to make money? Do you want to be all yeah. over the media? Do you want to target a new audience? Uh, what's why why you do that basically and depending of the, of their goal we can adapt the project as an example if we tell look yeah. we explain them that 
when you sell NFTs, it's not the end. It's only the beginning. And if you sell 1,000 NFTs, that means you will have 1,000 people every day. They're going to ask you questions. So be ready for that. And are you ready for that? And if you're not ready, just do a unique one or five of them, you know? But yes, so that's why... Yes, asking yes, questions yes. is a nice way to put it. Yeah, asking questions <laughs> yeah, nice we we press them hard, man. I mean, I was wait till Yama uh, gets loose. Yama in there. Gets well, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Where's the dev? So, quick, quick story. This is this is how uh, people got on to in <laughs> uh, our podcast. I was in the uh, Discord asking about the Alpha Pass, and he uh, called me out <laughs> and told me it's like, yeah, we just invited you to uh, the Canes Film Festival. Um, and then he proceeded to tell me, yeah, well, you know, uh, I'll do this podcast or I'll, I'll even show up on your podcast because that was free and I'll show up on your podcast for free. <laughs> so he put me in my place. <laughs> nice. But uh, but uh, but yeah, that's all good. Man. I mean, so question on on the big brands. One last question on it. Do they come to you typically or do you yes. go? And so, funny. so at first, nobody knows you. Right. So the first thing you do, you you. Call your friend. Yeah. Do you know anyone at Gucci? Do you know anyone for this company? Can you set Cold me up one. a meeting? Right. <laughs> then it takes one month to months to have a first meeting. Then we have a meeting. At the beginning, they say, "Okay, what did you do before?" Of course, at the beginning, that means you you did nothing. So actually, it's funny. So we did two three meetings with Gucci. It was the first brand we had the discussion with, and we say, "Look, we are very confident if we do the Gucci project that it will be a success." And the guy say, look, did you do NFT project before? No, it would be the first one. Okay. Uh, do you have a community? He said, no, because uh, we just started. So now we have nothing. He said, look. And the guy say, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, look, I only believe what I can see. Uh, so first do something and come back to us. But we had an issue that nobody wanted to work with us at first. Because you're nobody. You have no community. So with the team, we say, shit. What can we yeah, do? No track record. And one guy, one of my co-founders say, look, maybe I have a crazy idea. Maybe the first NFT is not luxury brand, it's exclusible NFT. So, yeah, but what do you mean? What, what are we going to do? <laughs> yes, maybe a kind of <laughs> yeah. membership pass. It's kind of a club. You belong to this club. You will have access to event. You will have a discount. Uh, you will have uh, be whitelisted, whitelist, priority access, etc., etc. And this is how we started. And we say, okay, well, I mean, it's a bit crazy, but uh, let, let's try it. Anyway, no brand want to work with us. So it was one year ago. So we did these 3,000 NFTs <laughs> and we sold out uh, uh, everything in 48 hours. So it was uh, 3,000 NFT at 0.2 ETH. And to give you an idea, so there were four different colors, four different designs. And we told... People, if you manage, you have one week, if you manage to collect the, the four different NFTs, you will get a, a, a free NFT, which is the gold, called Exclusible Teia, the gold one. And so basically, you buy four and you get one mm -hmm. for free. And the one that we get for free, now it's like three is. So, uh, so I'm happy in the bear market that something that you kind of get for free if you bought on four of them. And this is how we started. Then we came back to, to yeah. Gucci again to say, guys, now we have a community. Now we have experience. But they got confused. They said, okay, who, yeah. which brand did you launch? <laughs> no, no, out. it was not a brand. It was exclusible. He said, ah, yes, but uh, guys, I, I was, <laughs> I mean, first launch NFT with other brands and come back to us. 
So every time we launch a brand, they will come back to us and they say, look guys, we like what you do. Let's keep in touch. For now, we do the thing uh, ourselves. And at first, you sign small brand, right? With Wimwane, which is a small watch brand yeah. from Switzerland. Yeah. And Namideo, a small jewelry brand. Then you build your track record and you do two, three drops like that. And after we did Bugatti, which is his big supercar brands. And now we are in a position where it's not us who need the brand. The brand need us. And why they need us? Because now it's a bear market. Yeah. If they launch a project by themselves, let's say there's 50% chance they don't sell out. Because they don't have a community, maybe they will make mistakes. Yeah. Or maybe or they higher. will have the crazy idea to do on a Tezos blockchain or Solana or whatever, and maybe it's not going to work out. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and Maxi there over is here. So they see us now as a kind of a distributor in a way. And now it's interesting because when we have a call, they tell us, look, guys, now I, we are interested in your community. So... So, of course, we tell them, look, we did 10 projects. We sold out everything. We have 200,000 email address, 200,000 people on Twitter, and 100,000 people on Discord. So now they take us seriously. So it's a very different dynamic. Yeah. yeah the tables awesome. have turned <laughs> in the bear market. That's, that's, how, that's how it happens, man. And now that's, that's the one. That's, the, that's a silver lining, as they say. <laughs> I, I kind of have a question. So, like, what if, what if one of these companies, you know, they're like a wannabe luxury company. You know, maybe they're... They're trying to be luxury, but they're not quite up to snuff, and they they want to you know partner with Tebow over here. What uh, you know are, are there companies that don't make the cut, or you know that maybe not live up to the um, quality standards? Yes, of so exclusible? it's a tricky one, right? Because uh, at first, when I founded the company, I said, "Look, the yeah. first brand has to be a Gucci or Dolce Gabbana or whatever," and I realized, well. Maybe I will never, yeah. it doesn't make sense. You can wait 10 years and maybe you don't sign with <laughs> first. You need to sign small brand and do bigger yeah. and bigger, better and better. So let's say six months ago, we were pretty open. And now we have become much more picky, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, if you're singing, you're singing in your bedroom, nobody knows you. And you start to do a YouTube video, you do concert for free. And one day, I don't know, Beyonce invites you to do a featuring, then Rihanna, then you become more and more famous. And at that point, you, if you do Beyonce and Rihanna, I mean, uh, after that, you have to be, you know, you do, you do the Lady Gaga or whatever, you know. You, <laughs> you have to be exclusive. You have to be yeah. more, more. <laughs> Someone yeah, you you can't come and do a mixtape with with Yabba. You gotta you gotta yeah, say, yeah. Uh, you gotta start with Yabba. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. we'll get to Rihanna. To be more, yeah. more, we'll more, get there. More, more picky. Yeah. So in this situation. Picky. Where, but at the same time, I don't like to say no because I am an entrepreneur. So I am a deal maker. I'm not a deal breaker. I like to, to help uh, uh, people. So sometimes I force myself. I say, look, I would like to say yes, but so, but basically we have too many opportunities. We cannot do everything. There's only 24 hours in a day. And I'm sorry, we cannot help you. Your brand yeah. is too small. And we are, anyway, we're too busy. And you're a little exclusive, right? No pun intended. I mean, that's that's part of the whole yes, allure yes. of it. You crushed my dreams of of Yabba, of Yabba's clothing line, working with exclusive. Yabba, we'll get there, man. We got to start small. We'll get the mixtape. We we'll got the clothing line. We'll we'll get there. But uh, yeah, let's transition into this new drop because when I first was introduced to Exclusible by Yabba, I thought we were just dealing with some uh, metaverse houses here. And actually, I, I did hop in one of the penthouses and look around. It was very nice. I think I was the only one there, so I was a little lonely. But um, do you want to give us just a breakdown of what this drop is? Like, are these 
Are these buildings yes. in a metaverse or? Yes. So to give you a bit of a background, a so when Facebook changed his, his name into Meta, everyone started to talk about the metaverse and we had many meetings with brand. They say, look, NFT is good, yeah. but what are you going to do in the metaverse? And we are thinking, shit, we have to do something. The first thing we did. Yes. Well, what is the first metaverse? <laughs> we did to organize some concerts in metaverse. We organized one concert in Sandbox, 10 concerts in Decentraland for the community to kind of experience yep. for the first time of their life what we call the metaverse but this is a kind of world where what is the metaverse nobody really knows uh, so now we are at a phase where what what's a metaverse to you to, to tebow yes so there's a kind of a, a definition we, we we like to say that net, metaverse is it's a moment. It's not necessarily in you know, our place because we identified 128 metaverses. So there's many, you know. But yeah. the metaverse, let's say, it's a moment where your digital life becomes as important as your uh, real uh, physical life. Uh, I like that. But what we... Basically, uh, in our vision of the metaverse is that the metaverse, which is, uh, let's say an improvement or evolution. So as an example, to give an example of the penthouse, why the penthouse is great is because now everyone is using Zoom and Google Meet, etc. So it's basically a better version of Zoom and Google Meet. It's an immersive experience where you have your avatar. If you want, you can use with your Oculus. It's super simple to use. You just have a link, it's like Zoom. You click on the link, you go in the room. You can have up to 50 people. But it's just more fun, right? You can, first, you can decorate the space the way you want. You can uh, uh, speak with people. You can dance. You can share your screen, put whatever is on your computer. So, I don't know, it can be with your friend. You can watch uh, football games, but you can also do a corporate presentation. And it's basically an improvement of Zoom or Google Meet. Of course, it's not going to replace the real life. However, we did a party... Yesterday in the penthouse on the rooftop, we put a dance floor, and it was actually uh, it was actually pretty fun. Uh, so it's basically yeah. immersive experience, uh, what we call metaverse, right? And the penthouses are absolutely beautiful. I mean, they are. I mean, they're designed like you know, it's top of the line. I mean, I would rather live there than than my apartment right now. But, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. But so last time we had a compliment. <laughs> you know, we we did a nice uh, video on, on Twitter, you can check. And one compliment I like, a guy say, finally a metaverse, which is not only walking, but looks like a place where I would like to live in uh, real life. Because the first uh, real estate project we did was on uh, Sandbox, where we did these 25 islands and 150 villas. But the issue is that, I mean, it's not necessarily an issue, but it is actually for some brands, is that it's voxel design. So it's not looking mm -hmm. realistic. So the, when Low I showed my, my dad, I remember, he said, I don't, I don't get it. It looks like a, like a game for five years old. It's not looking very beautiful. But the gamers love it, right? And when they created uh, uh, 10 years ago Sandbox, it just uh, the founders, they, they love uh, Minecraft design. They love voxel design. And it's on purpose. All the time, the brand are asking us, well, do you think the... Uh, the design will improve the quality on Sandbox. I say, look, 
it's, it's like that. It's voxel. It's not going to improve. It's a style. It's a choice of style. Either you like or you don't like. <laughs> so some brands like Adidas or Gucci, they yeah. went to Sandbox and they're comfortable with that. But there's some other brand where they say, look, we are, there's no way. We're not going to go there because it's kind of weird. We're not comfortable with the design and we prefer something which is more beautiful for them. I mean, their definition of beautiful is something Real more realistic, right? Then we discovered yeah. uh, sp sp Spatial and it's some a metaverse that not many people know. They maybe have only 20,000 people on Twitter when Sandbox has 1 million. And realize, wow, look, it's working right now. It's beautiful. It's easy to use. Uh, and it's actually where the, the, the biggest project on Spatial. And it, it's funny because they created a company a few years ago. And it was not even NFT before. They, nobody used the word metaverse. They created this as a competitor to Zoom. Because they said, look, Zoom is pretty boring. Let's do something more fun. Yeah, that's uh, Spatial does look really hmm. cool. And um, to your point, you know, like these metaverses won't fix all our problems, but, uh, you know, just like this conversation, we're on the opposite side of the globe and we're, <clears throat> you know, we can not only be talking, but we could be hanging out in one of these penthouses. So, and like you said, just it might, maybe it's just watching yes. a football game. Maybe it's a PowerPoint presentation, but it's going to connect a couple people a little closer than, uh, you know, a Zoom call. That's just a change. This is a change from like, the global, like from COVID and all that stuff, it's, you know, people have been more comfortable with, you know, the online presence for sure. So, you know, I definitely think it's something where it's, it definitely yes. plays to the strengths of the changing times. And you know, what is the beginning of the metaverse for me? When you go on a Zoom call and you see these people in, a, they change their background and they put a nice image or whatever. This yeah. is for me the beginning of the metaverse because they want to show either their taste or it's uh, the company that want to show the the, uh, the company culture or whatever, or uh, or some people they it's put a expression. nice beach, nice beach with a sea or whatever, and they, it's a way to express yourself and who you are. And it's this is for me the 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 really beginning of the metaverse. Or so basically also changing your your uh, you know on LinkedIn and Twitter is not my image, it's my CryptoPunk, and it's the really beginning of showing who you are. What are your tastes? And uh, yeah, she's the beginning of the universe. And it also humanizes that conversation on the computer, right? You know, it, uh, when you change your background, change all that, you customize your character, it it's kind of feels like you're talking to a fellow person opposed to uh, just a random robot. Yes. So, so, so how much work on the design end went into actually designing the foundation because you as a as a as a holder of the penthouse can go in and make changes like if you want to add art on the wall yada 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 but actually to design and develop the architecture uh how long did that take uh for you guys to, to dig it into, took to about three months the project actually so we did in total this 10 nft project generally it's always two to three months Mm -hmm. Let's say two months of uh, building and everything, and at least one month of uh, marketing for the um, for the project. Ah, so I mean, it, it, you put a lot of time into actually making this thing. You know, the layout. Every, I mean, like I said, it, once once the penthouses are dropped and you uh, you get a chance to walk through it, it is truly a, a remarkable experience, in my opinion. You know, are are all these penthouses going to be unique? Yeah, so, so what happened is that there's in total 5,000 of them. 
and there will be uh, five different styles, but it's the same sculpture. But what? Because what costs a lot of money when you develop it's it's the sculpture, the the structure of the of the place. So it's the same structure, but there's different colors. You have the pink version, the black version, the white version, and you have five different views. So you go on the terrace, and one is five different cities basically. One is Paris, so you have the view on the Eiffel Tower. One is Dubai. Uh, one is Miami, uh, one is Las Vegas, and one is uh, New Caledonia. So we, the floor plans are all the same, but uh, yes, 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 everything Design, else. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, like and like any, just like any you, house. Once you yeah. own them, but basically they will quickly be unique. Why? Because once you have your penthouse, you can put fifty NFTs on the wall. So even if you think, oh, I, I have the same. Okay, uh, two people they will have the same. It's the Paris version. But once you did do the decoration with your 50 NFT on the wall, and your NFT can even be a sculpture, can be a sofa, can be a chair, can be a table, can be anything, then you, you have a cinema room and you put a certain kind of music or certain kind of, of movies or whatever, it will be completely two different uh, places. I mean, like in real life, you, you can be in a building, all the neighbors have kind of the same flat, and you visit two different apartments, and it looks so different just because the decoration is so different. I love that. All right. So speaking of the NFTs on the wall, Tebow has his own penthouse. What uh and you can only put your own collection up there. What 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 are your walls gonna look like? Yes. So what I like is I don't know, I have maybe six hundred NFTs or something like that, and there's many NFTs I forgot about them. You know, I bought some uh, koala, some frog, some weird stuff that I sometimes I check on my <laughs> OpenSea and I think, you know, I have no idea what to do with that and they're they are useless, <laughs> but still they're a bit cute. You know, I like these cutie uh, frogs or these cute koalas. And the penthouse can potentially make your useless NFT useful. Why? Because maybe in the cinema room, so maybe on the wall on the right, I will put all my koalas. And on the room on the left, I will put all my frogs. Uh, even if they have no value, the price went down, they're still quite cute. So, uh, so, so no, no crypto punks, just koalas. Ah, and I know. Of course, in the living room, you have to show your so social yeah, status. Yeah. I mean, the showcase. You got your most expensive <laughs> one up on the wall. <laughs> yes, yes. I want to go to the koala hall. <laughs> yes. yes, that's in the back yeah. bedroom. You don't want to go back there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're surrounded by koalas. You better. It's in the uh, basement. It's in the man cave. You know. It's like... yeah. <laughs> yes. Put the expensive stuff out front. Yeah, but I think it's like in like in real life. If if you you have an apartment and if you have a lot of money, you will have a painting that has a lot of money. And next to it, maybe it will be a chipster. I don't know. It will be a painting that your your five years old kid uh, draw for your birthday or whatever. And it has an emotional value. So this is the equivalent of my frog or koala. <laughs> the value is uh, ten dollars <laughs> maybe, but it's an, an emotional value. Then you have the NFT to impress your friend, which is my hoodie punk we put in the living room. So it's a bit like that. Yeah, and a message to all of us, um, you know, all those NFTs that, you know, good thing we bought them because we like the art, right? So we can put them up in our, <laughs> our metaverse. Yeah, so We're in it for the advice. art. Yeah, I give to people, always people, oh, what should I buy? Blah, blah, blah. I say, look, only buy what you like. Stop following the hype or whatever because you have to be ready. It's very illiquid. Maybe you will keep them for 10 years. So just buy something nice. Uh, don't. So myself, I, I, there's some NFTs, okay? They, they have a big hype, but I just don't I like uh, the Goblin, as an example. I just don't like it. 
I mean, oh, I you don't like the goblin? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. fighting words. I am going to put the goblin right in front on my living room <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the penthouse. <laughs> yeah. But but so so you have a couple crypto punks. You have a you have a board ape. I used, you know what? I have four crypto punks. I used to have four board ape, and at one point, I got tired with the with the art. I was thinking, you know what? These monkeys. I don't know. I I more uh, I I prefer <laughs> the design of the world of women of the cool cats, etc. So I sold my my uh, my board ape. I bought twenty eight mebits, twenty eight world of women. Then uh, then I bought my Udi punk. Because I, at the time I had the cheap punk, but the woody punks are more expensive, and I had to sell some. Uh, yeah, so that's why I think the, the more important. And I love uh, soccer. I mean, we call it football in Europe. I think you call it, you call yeah. it soccer. So I bought on this game uh, expensive players that I can play with, and uh, etc. Uh, but yeah, I love. Look, I don't like the art of body, but I love the execution. I mean, of yoga labs. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. I would still love now that they own actually uh, MeBits and and uh, and CryptoPunk. I'm all, I'm always waiting. Well, uh, now that you acquire them, what can you do for my MeBits and my CryptoPunk? So, so, so you feel the same way as now you're a holder from a project owner to a holder. <laughs> yes, yes. You should yes, go yes. on to Discord and give them hell. It's fun. Trust me. Yes. <laughs> so I think they're genius at marketing. Uh, I mean, it has been uh, amazing what they did, right? I mean, even at the, my, my, one of my co-founders went to Harvard Business School and they actually did a, a board ape case study. Uh, so it's quite interesting, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Next one they're going to do is on the goblins. It's going to yeah. be a goblins hey, case Hey, look, study. Well, I'm, I'm glad because he said that the, the, the apes was not very appealing and the goblins. So he was equal yeah. opportunity winning. <laughs> Yeah, he's yes. a crypto punk maxi <laughs> and a koala yeah, maxi. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like, goblins. We all have our own taste, man. Goblins, yeah. I don't like the art, but it has been genius. Paint, inter- I mean, what they did in three weeks, it's uh, it's uh, it's crazy, right? Apparently, if you go at NFT New York, yeah. you can actually buy uh, the burger. The, I mean, the physical. Yeah, the goblin burger. Yeah. The burger with yeah, with all the, 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 the flies sauce. on it. Yeah, and the, the moldy burger. The Definitely shoe. Want I, I want yeah. the one with the shoe shoe patty. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of NFT NYC, I mean that's in a couple days. So uh, do it, T boy. I know you mentioned you're not coming over to the states, but you have some of the crew yes. in New two, York. Two so people, are there any- yeah, two people of my team are going. Uh, uh, will be there. We actually organize a, a, a party on the twenty first uh, in collaboration with a project called Antonyme. Um And uh, actually, there's so many events. I, I was impressed. I, I'm not going there, but I think I've been invited to 15 parties at NFT New York. Every day I receive oh, yeah. invitation by email. It's cr- it's crazy, <laughs> the number of uh, of events. And uh, yes, I mean it will be uh, a, um, exciting. It's a shame I, I I can't go, but at the same time I felt there's a bit too many events. At the moment, every yeah. single day, I'm invited at an event. I'm invited to be speaker. And I did a post about it a few days ago to say event is a bubble <laughs> because. Yeah, they, <laughs> well, I hope so. Yeah, I hope just, so. I hope it pops because it's it's crazy. Like I have like I, initially when I was buying NFTs, you know, one of the things that appealed to me were the in real life events that were going to be happening. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting this one because they're going to throw a cool event. 
I'm getting exclusive because they're going to throw a cool event and, you know, gutter cat, all of that. And now that the NFT NYC is here and that they all focus on this particular uh, convention to, to, to host their events around, I'm like, I can't go to all of these events. They're all cool. Like, how do I make like how do I make the, these choices, man? It's too many choices. So they're going to have to consolidate events at some point because it's just too much. <laughs> yes. That, well, and they're not all in the same spots. Like we're going to be traveling yeah, all, all over. Yeah, town. exactly. I mean, yeah, like, I got our itinerary is full. Yeah. 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 Do not yeah. invite us to anything else. And this is where you have people like the oh. goblins. Very smart because you remember on their website, it was like no utility, yeah. no roadmap. So basically no party, nothing. And people are excited because everyone has have a big utility, big roadmap and big parties. And they say, yeah. there will be nothing at all. And people that get excited. Wow, it's great. There's the only ones that are not promising anything. <laughs> yeah. And, but they have a food truck, I believe. And there are yes. co-hosts in an event, but they have a food truck that's rolling around, like you said, and going to be feeding all our hungry. Yeah. yeah. And hungry I have so many of my friends. They say, I will oh, go right. there. Yeah. I will ask for the Gary Pissos. And I'm sure many people will take a yeah. photo with the burger, put on social media, it will get viral. Yeah, they, they, they're they're great at viral marketing. No, that's, so a, that's why. That's that was why a great I idea. Like I agree. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's awesome. Yeah, um, that should be awesome. We can't wait for NFT NYC. We're starting to run out of time. Crier, do you want to hit us with some uh, market temperature feelers here? Are we are we doomed? Are we coming out of this rut here? Do we got a dead cat bounce? Oh boy, I would say. You know, with the current structure of everything, we had the FOMC meeting yesterday. So that was for America, talking about interest rates, hikes, and stuff like that. Um, we see a little bit of relief. Everyone kind of marked, you know, thought they were going to do 75 basis points, and they did. So that was kind of already priced in. That's one of the reasons that we saw such a large crash recently, I, I, I think. Um, so the next CPI report, which is the consumer price index is not until the July, uh, mid July for us, July 13th, I believe. Um, so, you know, I think we have a little bit of relief rally coming through here the next, uh, next couple weeks, but again, overall long-term, we're still a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's happening globally. I mean, most markets are very, you know, over, over, you know, most of their GDPs are, they're, they're spending more upwards in the hundreds percents 200 percent higher than their actual gdp so we have they have to rein in inflation so that's the only way to do that is by putting the brakes on so we'll see jesus they did they have to do it right now though let me sell yeah. let me sell Come the on. top first i need i, I didn't yeah, sell God. the last top i let it when's let that last pump? top let me get out <laughs> oh well you know, but yeah, overall, I mean, I it's tough. Are you holding or did you sell your crypto or are you buying more? Me personally, I'm a, I'm a holder. I, I've been around since around two, like late 2016s. Um, so it's, it's something that I've just been buying DCA, holding on. Um, NFT wise, uh, I didn't do anything super crazy. I sold like one doodle, um, near and and uh what like uh late march april um for pretty good but other than that nft wise i would say they're trading like altcoins right now you know they're kind of whatever eth is doing <laughs> whatever bitcoin's doing they're kind of going down with so yeah. pr previously we had seen them kind of you know show up kind of be almost like a little bit of a mini hedge in the eth markets we you know in september we saw eth dump and then recover we saw the nfts kind of spike there um, so we, we shall see how it kind of plays out longer term. But again, um, you know, I actually talked with someone earlier today. He, he was talking about uh, stuff like 
really important art pieces or, you know, like stuff like the generation generated art or anything like that. were kind of performing well at, at these times. Um, you know, he was talking about the uh, currency uh, drop or, you know, the, um, I can't remember the artist's name. Um, dang, some of the D, but uh, the current, they, that was holding a oh, lot of Damien value. Hurst. Damien Hurst. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, those, yeah. he, he said he got, he was getting offers for like six on those things. Now, you know, as, as this stuff starts, starts dropping here, other things like actual traditional art might, might do well here. So um, we shall see how it goes. But again, overall, I'm, you know, you gotta, it's very reactionary right now. And even, you know, just how he was talking at the meeting yesterday, they're also being very reacting. You know, they got the consumer price index, you know, from last time there was no drop. It was still super high. Um, so, um, and it's just maintaining that, that height. So that's why they increased those basis points hikes. So again, we'll, we <laughs> shall see, but out long-term still obviously up. Super but, bullish. You know, yeah, bullish overall. I mean, these are good. These are good points to start DCAing. And uh, you know, when I started in early, I, I wrote it all the way up, wrote it all the way back down, wrote it all the way up. You know, this time I did a little better, <laughs> but not. You know, it's definitely just a long term game for me. Well, I'm holding not by choice, just by <laughs> I just held so long, and I don't know. I, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to sell. So hopefully, I can you know keep making these boomer bucks and DCAing in. Um, and I really want Bitcoin to take that 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 leap to where it actually is a hedge against inflation because if inflation is at six yeah. percent, the damn thing should be at a hundred thousand by now. So <laughs> I need them. I need them to really do do some, do some stuff. Yeah, it seems like the macro is just dragging down crypto when it kind of should be the opposite, right? Like right. that's kind of the yeah. you know the that's appeal the of thought. crypto. But I think when when you get these times when it's just like super everyone's you know if you look at twitter like everyone's like oh yeah bitcoin's going to 10k everything's going down we're all dying you know that's just the current state of the market everyone's scared everyone's running for the hills so um you know the people that are purchasing again not in like large positions but again that dollar cost average small purchases over the next couple months i think will play out pretty nicely well and 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 tebow you're you're still holding right i mean you're not yes i mean i'm uh (laughs) I'm kind of uh, all in, and uh, it's, it's stupid to sell. Or I mean, uh, nothing is stupid. And why sell uh, now? Uh, maybe it will go down. You think? But I would be so upset if you sell now, it go up again, and you think shit. So <laughs> and then you buy, and then it goes exactly. down. And yeah, then... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm willing to hold and wait for years and years. I'm happy that I don't have uh, too many, uh, don't have leverage. Was I got liquidated? It was I think one year ago in April 2021. There were a big crash, and I lost quite a lot yeah. on Binance. So every, you know, I'm learning, and I, yeah, I mean, what we can we do? We always learn the hard way. We can just wait yeah. and build, and you know, that's it. And be and be here for the next run. That's Builders it. gonna build. That's all we yep. can do. Right. Yeah, we ain't, we for sure ain't gonna go anywhere. So. Um, yeah, and count on us being here every week. But yeah, Tebow, man, this has been a fun combo. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. And just real quick, I mean, we got the drop coming out. So we have if 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 you if you're not if 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 you don't know about exclusive, definitely go check out the 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 Twitter and I mean and the collections. The main collections are just to recap, are the alpha uh holders pass for exclusive, the the theta pass, right? 
And then yes. you have like the villas and the islands. So either one of those are, you know, you're in that exclusible community. And uh, it's a it's a dope community. Um, always having fun in there. So yes. And out. again, yeah, let's say the main one is called Exclusible Alpha. There's 3,000 of them. The price is 0.3 ETH right now. And when you have this one, you have a discount, you have priority. Uh, as an example, we do this for NFT New York. We do this party. If you had the NFT, you would be invited. We do big event in Ibiza in September. We do Metaverse concert. If you have the alpha, you would have a discount on future collection. You're whitelisted. So it's basically a membership pass with a lot of utility. And that's why I think even if it's a bear market, the price didn't really go, go down just because you can do so many things with it. So uh, this it is has held up really well. It has held up really well. And you got me at Ibiza. I might have to go and get another one. Just because I want to go to Ibiza. Ibiza, 10th of September. It would, it would be great yeah. if you can join. Yeah, well, also you might catch uh, the first non-refungible network party in the metaverse at, uh, at Yaba's place. There yeah. We there we go. So, I'm going to yeah. have to buy it. I'm going to have to put more of a cash in <laughs> to get my ETH. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have a reload. Yeah, but yeah, I'm only coming exactly. if you put your graveyard all across the wall. Yeah. You could put up your goblin, but I want to see the graveyard too. <laughs> you, you'll see the lerps. <laughs> it's performative art. Performative art. But, uh, but yeah, man. That's awesome, man. Thank you, guys. It was great. Yeah, that was uh, super fun. We appreciate you. The, uh, the Twitter is at Exclusible. Um, the drop is the 18th, but this podcast will have already aired. Um, so yeah, just keep a lookout for uh, some parties, maybe some luxury hangouts. Um, but yeah, and follow us on Twitter. Join yeah. us in Discord, and you know, if you have any question, just ask us a question on social media. Yeah, T boys, baby, in the Discord, waiting for you to answer. <laughs> yeah, ask your nice, your nice questions. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. But yeah, the Twitter is uh, at Exclusible. Go follow them. Uh, for me, Yaba, Tebow, and Cryer. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Ciao. Bye -bye. Peace. Peace. Ciao. I'm going to have to start using ciao. <laughs> ciao. <laughs> yeah, there you go.